听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。今天我们将会听到俄国著名作家陀思妥耶夫斯基的一句话，接着来听英国著名诗人迪兰·托马斯的一首诗歌，以及由中国著名作家杨绛所写的一篇散文。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。If you want to be respected by others, the great thing is to respect yourself. Only by that, only by self-respect, will you compel others to respect you. Fyodor Dostoevsky. 如果你想得到别人的尊重，最重要的是尊重自己。只有这样，只有自我尊重，才会使别人尊重你。费奥多尔。托斯托耶夫斯基。费奥多尔·托斯托耶夫斯基出生于1821年 ，1881 年去世，俄国作家，其文学风格对20世纪的世界文坛产生了深远的影响。托斯托耶夫斯基常常描绘那些生活在社会底层却有着不同于常人想法的角色。这使得他得以表现19世纪暗潮汹涌的俄国社会中小人物的心理。他所走过的是一条极为艰辛复杂的生活与创作道路，是俄国文学史上最复杂、最矛盾的作家之一。If you want to be respected by others. The great thing is to respect yourself. Only by that, only by self-respect, will you compel others to respect you. Fyodor Dostoevsky. 如果你想得到别人的尊重，最重要的是尊重自己。只有这样，只有自我尊重，才会使别人尊重你。费奥多尔·托斯妥耶夫斯基。Twenty-four years, Dylan Thomas. Twenty-four years remind the tears of my eyes, bury the dead, for fear. That they walk to the grave in labour. In the groin of the natural doorway, I crouched like a tailor, sewing a shroud for a journey. By the light of the meat-eating sun, 
dressed to die, the sensual strut begun, with my red veins full of money, in the final direction of the elementary town, I advance as long as forever is. Dilan 借用吞食一切的阳光我们刚才听到的这首诗歌《24年》出自英国著名诗人迪兰·托马斯。英文版本由Mark 托马斯很早就表现出对于文学的特殊兴趣，他中学的时候曾担任学校刊物的主编，并发表了一些诗作。他曾前后三次访美，并以其狂放的朗诵才能在美国引起轰动。一九五三年，迪兰·托马斯第
for a journey. By the light of the meat-eating sun, dressed to die, the sensual strut begun, with my red veins full of money. In the final direction of the elementary town, I advance as long as forever is. Beauty of words. 杨绛是中国著名的作家、戏剧家和翻译家。一九一一年，他出生于北京，本名杨继康，江苏无锡人。杨绛通晓英语、法语、西班牙语，由他翻译的《唐吉诃德》被公认为最优秀的翻译佳作。杨绛九十三岁出版了散文随笔《我们仨》，风靡海内外；九十六岁则出版《哲理散文集》，走到人生边上；一百零二岁出版二百五十万字的《杨绛文集》八卷。好，那么接下来呢，我们就一起来读一篇由杨绛所写的散文《听话的艺术》（The Art of Listening）。听话的艺术，杨绛，《The Art of Listening》by Yang Jiang。假如说话有艺术，听话当然也有艺术。说话是创造，听话是批评。说话目的在表现，听话目的在了解与欣赏。不会说话的人往往会听说话。正好比古今多少诗人文人所鄙薄的批评家，自己不能创作或者创作失败，便摇身一变而为批评大师。恰像倒运的窃贼改行做了捕快。英国十八世纪小诗人显斯顿 （Shenstone） 说：“失败的诗人往往成为愠怒的批评家，正如烈酒能变好醋。”可是这里。既无严肃的批判，又非尖刻的攻击，只求了解与欣赏。若要比批评，只算浪漫派、印象派的批评。If speaking is an art, so is listening. Whereas to speak is to create, to listen is to criticize. The purpose of speaking is to express. The purpose of listening, to understand and appreciate. A person unable to speak well often can listen well, just like critics, whom writers have despised from the ancient times to the present, who cannot write or fail to write literary works, transform themselves into masters of criticism. This is similar to an unlucky thief who turns into a policeman. William Shenstone, an 18th-century minor English poet, says. A poet that fails in writing becomes often a morose critic. The weak and insipid white wine makes a clan's excellent lampooning. Instead, it sets out to understand and appreciate. If compared to criticism, listening at most can be regarded as a kind of criticism that is romantic and impressionistic. 听话包括三步，听，了解与欣赏。
听话不像阅读能自由选择，话不投机不能把对方两片嘴唇当做书面一般啪的合上，把书推开了事。我们可以听而不闻，效法对付嚣张的厌恶的办法，装上排门，义务表示自己出神也好，入定也好。不过这办法有不便处，譬如班事弄飞的人，便可以根据不否认便是默认的原则。把排门后面的弱者加以利用，或者不听不闻更妥当些。从前有一位教士训儿子为人之道：当了客人不可以哼歌曲，不要弹指头，不要脚尖拍地。这种行为表示不在意，但是这种行为正不妨偶一借用，于是出其不意把说话转换一个方向。Listening consists of three steps: give ear, understand, and appreciate. Unlike reading, listening has no free choice. Even though you don't like to listen, you cannot shut the speaker's mouth as you do a book and put it aside. We may listen without bearing, which imitates the method of dealing with the aggressive bulls. Wear a mask and remain expressionless, whether you are absent-minded or engrossed. But this method has its disadvantage. If the speaker is a troublemaker, he can act according to the principle of the absence of denial is acquiescence, and take advantage of the weak listener behind the mask. By comparison, neither listening nor hearing may be more appropriate. A priest once taught his son etiquette, saying, "When in front of a guest, you don't hum." Or flip your fingers, or tap on the floor with your toes. This kind of act shows you are not paying attention. However, this kind of act can be used once in a while to catch the speaker unawares and switch the topic in another direction. 当然，听话而要逞自己的脾气，又要不得罪人，需要很高的艺术。可是我们如要把自己磨揉的海绵一般，能尽量收受。就需要更高的修养，因为听话的时候，咱们的自我往往像接在河里的弹簧人 j a c k in the box， 忽然会哇的探出头来，叫一声：“我受不了你！”要把他制服，只怕千锤百炼也是徒然。除非听话的目的不为了解与欣赏，而另有作用。Indeed, when listening. It needs a lot of art for you to display your disaffection, and at the same time not offend the speaker. But it needs an even higher degree of cultivation to temper ourselves into a spouse, soft and capable of absorbing to our full. This is because when listening, one's self, like a jack in the box, may suddenly pop out and shout, "Hey, I can't stand you!" Probably the self will never be contained, however hard we temper it, unless comprehension and appreciation cease to be the end of listening, which may serve another function. 听人说话，最好效陶渊明读书，不求甚解。若要细加注释，未免琐细。不过，不求甚解，总该懂得大意。如果自己未得真谛，反一笔抹杀。认为一切说话都是吹牛拍马、撒谎造谣，那就忘却了说话根本是艺术，并非柴米油盐类的日用必需品。
责怪人家说话不真实，等于责怪一篇小说不是构字事实。一幅图画不如照相准确。说话之用，譬如衣服，一方面遮掩身体，一方面衬托显露身上某几个部分。我们绝不谴责衣服掩饰真情、歪曲事实。假如赤条条一丝不挂，反惹人害怪了。难道一个人的自我比一个人的身体？更多自然美。At best, the listener should, after the manner of the poet Tao Chen in reading, refrain from probing too closely. It is too trifling to fill in exhaustive notes. But on the other hand, you should catch the general drift. If you yourself, having missed the point, go on to disclaim that which has been said as bragging, flattering, lying, and slandering. Then you have forgotten that, in essence, speaking is an art, not daily necessities such as rice, oil, sword, and firewood. To blame the speaker for not speaking truthfully is similar to condemning a novel for being not factual, or a painting for not being as accurate as a photograph. Speaking is like wearing clothes, which, on one hand, covers the body, and on the other, reveals parts of the body. None of us would condemn clothes for cloaking the truth or distorting the facts. On the contrary, we would be shocked if someone wears nothing. Would anyone go so far as to say that one's self is more beautiful than one's physical being and deserves more exposure? 谁都知道艺术品的真实并不只符合实事。亚里斯多德早说过，诗的真实不是史实。大概天生诗人比历史家多。诗人，我依照希腊字原意指创造者，而最普遍的创造是说话。夫子述而不作，又何尝述而不作？不过，我们看戏、听故事或赏鉴其他艺术品，只求诗的真实 （poetic truth）， 虽然明知是假，甘愿信以为真。柯立芝。Courage, 所谓孤妄听之 willing suspense of disbelief. 听话的时候恰恰相反，诗的真实不能满足我们，我们可要知道的是事实。这种心情恰和柯立芝所说的相反，可叫做宁可不信 unwilling suspense of belief. Everyone knows that artistic truth is not identical with factual truth. Aristotle said long ago, "Poetic truth is not historic truth." Presumably, more poets have been born than historians. By poet, I refer to the original Greek meaning maker, and the most ubiquitous act of making is speaking. Confucius insisted he relate but not add anything, but who dares to argue that the saint related without adding anything? When we watch a play, or listen to a story, or appreciate other works of art, all we are looking for is poetic truth. Though we know it is false, we're willing to believe it is true. This is what Coleridge calls willing suspense of disbelief. In the case of listening, on the contrary, poetic truth cannot satisfy us, and we want to know the facts. This kind of psychology, just opposed to what Coleridge says, may be called unwilling suspense of belief. 
。同时，我们总借用亚里斯多德“必然与可能 ”（the inevitable and probable） 的原则来推定事实真相。举几个简单的例，假如一位女士叹恨着说：“哎，我这一头头发真麻烦，恨不得天生是秃子。”谁信以为真呢？依照“可能与必然”。推知他一定自知有一头好头发。假如有人说，某人拉我帮他忙，某机关又不肯放，真叫人为难。他大概正在向某人钻营，而某机关的位置在动摇，可能他钻营尚未成功，认真在为难。假如某要人代表他负责的机关当众辟谣，我们依照必然与可能的原则，恍然道：“哦，看来确有其事。” At the same time, when listening, we cannot help relying on Aristotle's principle of the inevitable and the probable to deduce the facts. Let me give you a few samples. If a lady sighs and says, "Ah, my hair is such a nuisance! If only I were born hairless, who would believe her?" According to the principle of the probable and the inevitable, we may infer that she has abundant hair. If someone says, "That man wants me to join, but my office will not release me. It's really hard." Perhaps he is trying to worm his way into that man's favor, and that his position in the office is shaky. Or perhaps he has yet to call the favor of that man, in which case he is truly in a predicament. Again, if a VIP formally and publicly denies a rumor. Then, in accordance with the principle of the inevitable and the probable, we may say with safety that, "Ha, it must be true." 假如一个人过火的大吹大擂，他必定是对自己有所不足，很可能他把自己也哄骗在内，自己说过几遍的话便信以为真。假如一个人当面称鱼，那更需违反心愿，宁可不信。他当然在尽交际的责任。说对方期待的话，很可能他看透了你意中的自己。假如一个人背后太热心的称赞一个无足称赞的人，可能是最精巧的谄媚，准备拐几个弯再送达那位被赞的人，比面鱼更入耳恰心；也可能是上文那位教士训儿子对付冤家的好办法，过火的称赞能激起人家反感。也可能是借吹捧这人来贬低那人。If someone boasts excessively, we may deduce that he is unsure of himself and trying to delude himself as well. After several repetitions, he will ultimately convince himself. If someone flatters you to your face, you ought to restrain yourself and not believe him. Apparently, he sees through you and is just saying what you expected. If someone extols a person behind his back, though the latter is not praiseworthy, this might be the cleverest way of fawning, designed to be delivered to that person through a few turns, which will be more pleasing than flattering to one's face. Or this might be what the priest, the same one as mentioned earlier, taught his son, an effective way of coping with an enemy. Excessive praise can kindle the enemy's aversion, and the adulation of one person might serve to downplay another. 听话而如此逐句细节，真要做到水至清则无鱼了。
，我们很不必过分精明。虽然人人说话，能说话的人和其他艺术家一般罕有。辞令巧妙，只使我们倾慕作者的艺术；而拙劣的言辞，却使我们喜爱了作者自己。If we listen too carefully, dissecting every sentence, weighing every word, we will reach that extreme condition of Water absolutely pure, where no fish could survive. So we shouldn't be over alert. Everyone speaks, but those who can speak are few, just as other kinds of artists are likewise few. Clever works, however, make us admire only the speaker's art, while clumsy works make us like the speaker as a person. 说话的艺术愈高，愈增强我们的宁可不信。使我们怀疑甚至恐惧。笨拙的话，像亚当夏娃遮掩下身的几片树叶，只表示他们的自惭形秽，愿在天使面前掩饰丑陋。譬如小孩子的虚伪，哄大人给东西吃，假意问一声：“这是什么？可以吃吗？”使人失笑，却也得人爱怜。譬如逢到蛤蟆般渺小的人，把自己吹得牛一般大。我们不免同情怜悯，希望他天生就有牛一般大，免得他如此费力。The more accomplished the art of speaking is, the more we are inclined to the unwilling suspense of belief, and we may even experience fear. Clumsy words are like Adam and Eve's covering their private parts with leaves; it only expresses their sense of shame and their desire to conceal their ugliness in the presence of the angels. It is also similar to a child's trickery, enticing grown-ups into offering goodies. The child asks roguishly, "What's this? Is it eatable?" It makes us laugh and endears the child to us. When a toad-sized man pumps himself up as large as an ox, we cannot but feel pity for him and wish he were born the size of an ox to spare him all this effort. 逢到笨拙的谄媚，至少可以知道。他在表示要好，老实的骂人往往只为表示自己如何贤德，并无多少恶意。一个人行为高尚，品性伟大，能使人敬慕，而他的弱点偏得人爱。乖巧的人曾说：“你若要得人爱，少显露你的美德，多显露你的过失。”又说：“人情从不原谅一个无需原谅的人。”凭这点人情来体会听说话时的心理，尤为合适。我们钦佩、羡慕巧妙的言辞，而言辞笨拙的人却获得我们的同情和喜爱。大概说话究竟是凡人的艺术，而说话的人是上帝的创造。If we come across a clumsy flatterer, at least we know he means well. When a man honestly gives you a piece of his mind. He actually reveals his virtues. There is no malice. One who does noble deeds and is high-minded certainly commands respect. But people are fond of him rather for his weaknesses. A smart person once said, "If you want to be loved, show your faults more than your virtues." The same person also said, "People never forgive one who doesn't need to be forgiven." Thus, may the psychology of listening be fathomed. We respect and admire clever words, 
but it is the person with clumsy words who have our sympathy and affection. In brief, to speak is but human, but a man who speaks is a divine creation. Today's program is over. Thank you for listening. I'm Shen Ting. We'll see you next time.